Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Alexander Volkanovsky, who is coming off of a defeat to Islam Makhachev at UFC 284. But despite this defeat, it feels like a win. Not only because many people, including myself, thought Alexander did enough to win by unanimous decision, but also because of this performance that he put up against Islam Makhachev, a fighter who many saw as invincible heading into this fight, a fighter who even I said, was going to dominate in this fight. That was foolish of me because there's a reason why Alexander Volkanovsky is the pound for pound number one best fighter right now. The guy is so good. He displayed that even in defeat. He gave Islam Makhachev his toughest fight of his career. Yes, Islam has lost before to Adriano Martins, but that was by knockout wasn't a tough fight he just got clipped and it was over this fight over here was tough and for it to happen in the prime of islam's career is a huge feather in alexander volkanovsky's cap what i'm impressed with the most about his performance in this fight was the wrestling defense the guy denied Islam Makhachev's takedowns, uh, a Dagestani wrestler's takedowns. Like, that's crazy to me. When I was watching this, I was like, that's crazy. Even when he did take down Alexander, Alex was able to pop back up relati relatively quickly. And even on the ground, Islam was trying to get good position. He was trying to lock up a rear naked choke, but it wasn't working on Alexander Volkanovsky. This guy is for real. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, Alexander was able to defend the submission attempts of Brian Ortega, but Islam Makhachev is a different fighter. No. Yes, I agree, different fighter, but whether it's Brian Ortega, whether it's Islam Makhachev, Alexander Volkanovsky's submission defense, takedown defense, ability to pop right back up when he does get taken down is just like, 100 out of 100 that's the rating i see and then on the feet man we all know how good he is on the feet already and man he battered islam at some points in these fights he not only put on a lot of damage on islam but islam at the end of this fight man he had marks on him busted up by didn't seem like you'd ever see that on a dagestani fighter habib was so well known as a fighter who never got a mark on his face and they felt like that was going to be the same for islam post adriano martin's fight did he get a mark in that fight i don't know but i don't even think he did to be honest but in this fight against islam not not against islam makachev in this fight against alexander volkanovsky islam's face was battered and it was just a crazy thing to see that's what Alexander Volkanovsky is able to do. But I will say, I do think he overlooked Islam's abilities on the feet. I think he was worrying mostly about the ground game, which of course is important, but even on the feet, he was tagging Alexander. And at some points, Alexander got rocked, got dropped. So got to give credit to Islam for that as well. But like I said, at the end of this fight, I personally thought that Alexander Volkanovsky was going to become a double champion. So when it got announced that it was Islam who won, I was a little bit surprised, but thinking about the fight more and more, it's 
understandable as to why Islam got the nod. Even a draw would have been very fair, and to be honest, a draw would have been great because we get a great fight out of it, and Islam is still the champion. Alexander, of course, is always going to be the champion, but still the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter, and no one gets a loss on their record. That would have been a great ending to this, and it would have for sure made an immediate rematch if that was the case. Now, I don't think an immediate rematch is on the horizon because a definitive answer was given, and then we also have Alexander and Islam ready to continue on defending their respective belts. So the media rematch is not a possibility like it would have been had this fight ended in draw. But regardless, Alexander Volkanovsky, we got to talk about this guy because I'm just so impressed. And I feel like a lot of people are finally respecting Alexander Volkanovsky for how amazing of a fighter he is. Not just a fighter, but a person. This guy really is such a good guy and has that energy in him during this fight i was like man he is insanely energetic he he loves this he loves doing this and he knows he's one of the best and it's great to see i think one of the biggest factors that i see in this fight and in his fights in general is just how explosive how fast how athletic he is the guy was just so energetic, kept pressing forward, wasn't stopping. And as great as Islam's gas tank is, man, Alexander Volkanovsky's gas tank may be better, which is crazy to think because this guy was not stopping. He was not letting Islam impose his pressure. He was winning the pressure game, which is quite huge. And after this fight against Islam Makashev, all I could think is that Alexander beats basically everyone in the lightweight division if he fights them right now. If he was to move up, I see him beating guys like Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, honestly even Armin Sarukian, Rafael Faziev, Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush. I think Alexander is the second best lightweight or the best lightweight tied up there with Islam Makashev even though Islam got the win man Alexander just blew my mind I can't stop raving about this performance by him but in the end of the day it is a defeat so I did want to make this video to ask the question how does this loss affect Alexander Volkanovsky's legacy because if he became the double champion, especially against a name like Islam Makashev, I think you have to put him automatically into the top five of greatest fighters of all time because that include that plus all of his title defenses in featherweight and just his run in featherweight, undefeated run at 145 in general, is just so impressive and yeah it would be easy for me to put him in top five and at least top 10 at least top 10 greatest fighters of all time because how can you not double champion but now he doesn't get that title and i sense that disappointment from him he was unable to get such a legendary legendary title like that especially with how close he was to doing it and at the age of 34 it sucks because he's only getting older and I'm not gonna lie, if they were to fight again, who knows 
how Alexander is going to look in that second fight. Maybe he won't be as good as he was at UFC 284. And if that's the case, it's a shame because he was so close, so close to doing it, but he's not able to have that feather under his cap as a double champion. But even if he doesn't, this performance alone puts him up there as one of the greatest fighters of all time. Of course, we also have to take into account how his career goes after this. Is he going to continue winning at 145? Is he going to go back up to lightweight, try again, win fights there, maybe even win the title again? That So many factors into that. I feel like when it, talk, when it comes to legacy talk, go talk, anything in that realm, we have to see the entire, entire, the entire fighter's career playing out. We can't just kind of judge it after a bunch of fights or the peak of their career because how many times do we judge fighters when they're doing so good and then they just have a big fall off it just it's just a thing that happens in this sport which is unfortunate but i understand because there are fighters who end at the top so the level the precedent is set at a high level when that's the case so we have to see what happens in Alexander Volkanovsky's career, but what I can say is that it's really hard to see anyone beating him right now, aside from Islam Makhachev, both at featherweight or at lightweight. I just don't think they'll be able to compete with Alexander Volkanovsky. He's so good. He's so damn good. And with him going back to 145 right now, I'm worried for these fighters these featherweight fighters because they're going up against someone who is good everywhere he has the skills he has the athletic ability the strength the speed all around great fighter and i still think he's in his prime he's not slowing down one bit yet so 145 is in for a nightmare in alexander volkanovsky in the first victim i can't say victim but the first fighter to fight alexander after this super fight is going to be the new interim champion yaya rodriguez and as much as i want to say man if alexander was able to do what he did to islam makashev despite it being a defeat imagine what he's gonna do to yaya rodriguez i feel like a lot of people are thinking like that and because of it they're choosing Alexander Volkanovsky right away but by doing that we're playing a game of MMA math and that's just not how this sport works Yair Rodriguez is a whole different test he poses way different problems compared to Islam Makhachev and maybe that style is going to be what it takes to stop Alexander Volkanovsky at 145 which would be amazing for Yair but even if that's the case, I have to consider how good Alexander Volkanovsky is right now. I can't say even if that's the case. I have to consider how good Alexander Volkanovsky is, not just on the feet. I think he can make it competitive with Yair on the feet, but on the ground, he takes that all day. Yair, his last win against Josh Emmett for the belt was a submission, but I just don't think his submission game is strong enough for someone like Alexander Volkanovsky, who's able to defend submissions from Brian Ortega and now Islam Makhachev. 
I can't see it happening. I can't see Yair getting a submission win over him. So on the ground, he has the edge. On the feet, it's going to be a competitive fight. But man, I still even think that Volkanovski could outstrike and just do better on the feet against Yair Rodriguez. So that's why I think in their unification bout, we're going to have Alexander Volkanovski as the winner in that one. And then aside from that, it's just going to be domination from there unless we see Alexander regress. And I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I think he has a good couple of years left of prime fighting right now. And if that's the case, and if he ends as the 145 champion and defending it multiple times, let's say he gets to, right now he's at four title defenses. We have Max, Ryan, I was going to say Josh Emmett. No, Korean Zombie, and then Max again. So four title defenses. I think he beats Yair. That's number five. I say if he gets, if he gets to eight title defenses... I would probably put him as the greatest featherweight of all time over Jose Aldo. So we still, legacy-wise, Alexander is still in the running for greatest featherweight of all time. But let's say he does decide to go back to lightweight and becomes a champion there. Man, that's when I, I, I still consider him as a top five GOAT of all time despite this defeat against Islam because... Like I said, this defeat against Islam is not something for Alexander to hold his head down about. He should be very proud of what he did. So if he was to go back to 155 and this time actually capture the belt there, even if he's not a double champion, let's say he leaves 145 completely and just sticks with 155 championship in two different divisions. Yeah, top five of all time. And... Maybe featherweight GOAT if he gets to that eight title defenses or seven title defenses. I know Jose has more title defenses at featherweight. I think it's like at nine or 10, something like that. Um, But when you consider the caliber of fighters, the resume of Jose's title run compared to Alexander Volkanovsky's, I think Alexander is, is better. And especially when you consider the performances that he put against these fighters, absolute domination, dominating Max Holloway, dominating the Korean zombie, even the Brian Ortega fight, he was dominating despite those submission attempts. And if he continues dominating, continues to dominate like that in a couple more title fights, let's say, so he's at four, six, seven, eight. I think if he gets to the six to eight range and he looks as good as he has been, no issues, no problems, no close fights, just domination at 145. I could see an argument as to why you'd consider him as the greatest featherweight of all time. Already some people are saying that. I think he needs a little bit more title defenses, but that's still in the running. And so is greatest, not greatest fighter of all time, but one of the greatest fighters of all time. It's going to be hard for him to get that GOAT spot. He's going to have to, I think if he wants to become the greatest of all time, he's got to become the greatest featherweight of all time. He's got to win a belt at lightweight, and then he's got to end his career at top, at the top. No defeats. That's when you call him the greatest of all time, but that's pretty hard. We'll see what happens. Regardless, Alexander Volkanovsky, impressive performance in defeat. 
can't wait to see what's next from him. But what do you think? How impressed were you with Alexander Volkanovsky's performance? What do you think is going to happen in the future of his career? Will he continue dominating at 145? Will he move back? But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you in my next one. Bye-bye.